0: Hey everybody, Tanya Humphrey from Colorado here. Are you creating dependency or duplication in your business? Um, On today's Daily Dose of Awesome, I'm going to talk about three types of leaders that I see in network marketing a lot, and then I'm also going to give you five steps to building a business that duplicates um, for your team. And for those of you that don't know me, I'm Tanya Humphrey. I'm one of our mentors in our Fast Track program here um, at Elite Marketing Pro. Hey, Bart. How are you doing? Thanks for coming in from uh, Ohio. Love to see you. You're on all the time. That's awesome. Um, and uh, Bart already did it, but as you're hopping on, go ahead and drop your name and where you're from in the comments so I can say hello, give you a shout out, and just see generally who's out there in the audience. Um so, oh, and if you're catching the replay, go ahead and drop the word replay as well in the comments so that uh, we know that you caught the replay after the fact. So, um, okay, let's go ahead and talk about, hey Mal, thanks for coming in all the way from Hawaii. Hey Paula, thanks for hopping on. Okay, so let's go ahead and first start talking about um, the three types of leaders that I see a lot in network marketing and kind of think about yourself and what kind of leader that you either are or you want to be as you start building a team. Hey, Dwayne, thanks for coming in from New York. Oh, I love those emojis. Thanks, Paula. Um, okay, so let's start with the first type of leader. This type of leader I like to call um, the, the hero type of leader. So it's somebody who brings in a new person into their business, and they have to be the person that gives all the answers to the new person that's coming into their business. So they don't have any systems in place or training in place. Um, they are the, you know, N of one, right? The, the only person that can give the answer is, hey, Laura, hey, t- hey, Terry, thanks, guys, for coming in. Oh, Hawaii's in the house today. Two of you guys so far. Um, hey, Jennifer, I see that you're watching, too. So this type of leader has to be the, the almost like a bottleneck, right, for the entire team. And they're the only person who can give the answers. They don't depend on systems. They don't depend on training. And what happens is when the team has success, guess what? They're the hero, right? Because they had all the answers. They gave all the answers. Um, but what, guess what happens? And I want you guys to answer this. Hey, Tom, thanks for coming on. What happens when you're a hero type leader and you give an answer and the person you give the answer to doesn't have success? That's what I want to hear from you. What do you think happens? So, if you're giving all of the answers and they do have success and then you're the hero, what are you if you give the answers and they don't have success? I'm going to give you guys just a minute. Drop in there. I want to see what you think. Hey, Jennifer. I already said hi. Bye. Oh. <laughs> that's funny pauline is on too oh that's too funny um somehow we must have gotten the schedule <laughs> once. somehow we must have gotten the uh schedules messed up oh well that's okay you guys are getting two doses today um okay yes tom exactly how the negative top begins so if you're the hero when they win then guess what you're the villain when they lose right <laughs> or when they don't have success based on what you told them to do. So you don't want to be a hero leader, right? You want to set uh, your team up for success regardless of whether they have to co- or whether they come to you or not for the answers. So that's the first type of leader. The second type of leader that I see is somebody who kind of does what I call um, like a handoff or a dump and run kind of leader. So they bring on a new person and they just dump them into the system and then you never hear from them again, right? No check-ins, no let's... Um, You know, go ahead and make sure that things are are set up for success. It's all dump and run, right? Here's the system. Go out and Godspeed, good luck. Hope that it works out for you. Um, That's the second kind of leader. And then there's a third type of leader. And this is the leader that really sets their team up for duplications and success. It's somebody who kind of does a combination of one and two, right? So they have systems, they have ways that their team can duplicate, but they also have a personal touch with their team as well. And so they set it up in a way that the team doesn't view them as the hero or the villain. Uh, They just view them as somebody running alongside them There to support them, but they also have the system set up in the background that can help them learn the skills they need and have success in their business. Um, And this type of leader does set up a system that duplicates, and there's five steps to that. So let me know if you guys want to hear the five steps to setting up a system that duplicates for your team. Drop a me in the comments if you would like to hear those five steps for me. Um, Let's see what you guys want to do. All right. So here's, there's a little bit of delay, so I'm going to go ahead and jump in because I actually have a lot to cover today. So if it goes over the 15 minutes, I'm going to apologize up front. Um, First and foremost, you're going to want to decide what skills your team needs to learn and when they need to learn them. Um, So remember back when you were in school, right? When you started kindergarten, they didn't teach you addition and then also geometry, You know, and they didn't teach you subtraction and trigonometry all in the same year because that would be super overwhelming to somebody who was in kindergarten, right? So somebody who's just starting out, um, that would be really tough. And it's the same with somebody who's coming into your team that's brand new that's never done this. If you try to teach them all the skills at once, then they're going to get overwhelmed, So the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you decide what skills they need to learn and when they need to learn them. So there needs to be a process in place. Right. And um, so that's step one. You want to make sure you want they understand what they need to learn and when they need to learn it. And also you want to make sure that you understand where your team member is starting from, too. Right. Because if you bring someone on who's been in the industry for a while, they may already know uh, a few things and you can you know move them ahead a little bit in the process but if they're brand new you want to make sure that you start them off with a way that is easy to learn okay so that's number one number two is that you want to create a process um for the skills you are teaching and how they should apply them hey sheree thanks for coming in i love it thanks lisa i appreciate you putting that up there um so have you ever been a part of a team either in network marketing or in corporate or whatever your background is, right? Um, Have you ever been part of a team where they tell you to do something, but they don't teach you actually how to do it? Uh, I've definitely been on a team like that. I call this the um, throw them in the deep end to teach them how to swim method. (laughs) And uh, it rarely works. So if you're going to tell your team to do something like go out and prospect, right, or Go out and close your prospects, then you also need to make a part of it how they actually do it, and it needs to be set out in kind of a methodical path. So you're gonna, you know, say, that you need to do Z, you know, A or sorry, X as step one. You need to do Y as step two. You need to do Z as step three, and break it down into bite-sized chunks so that the team can understand and be able to get into action very easily without a lot of confusion and overwhelm. So that's step two. Step three is that you want to produce training that allows your team to. Um, the, the process of building a network marketing business so one of the ways that i found that works really good when you're producing training and so that you're not that leader who's having to work 80 hours a week answering everyone's questions is that you put together um videos right so videos that explain what it is that you need them to do and how to do it along with a template you know that outlines in writing as well so they can reference back to it later And then also examples of what it looks like. So let me give you an example of what this might look like, right? Um, So for instance, when you produce the training, let's say that your team is going to use lives to launch their business. That's step one for you, for your team. That's the first thing they're gonna do. So what you would do is you would put together a, a live or a video training that tells them how to do a live, right? What types of things should be in that live in order to have a successful launch. And then you would also include a template that outlines what should be in the live and, you know, some ideas of what should be in the live so that they can reference it later. And then the third thing you might do is have a Facebook group where um, there's examples of people that have already done a business launch that your new people can watch and get ideas and kind of understand what the different styles might look like and then put themselves into it. Um, So when you produce training, you want kind of those three pieces so that the person can really understand what it is that they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to go about doing it. All right. Number four. Number four is um, you're going to create an environment for your team to practice the skills. Um, so uh, this is a lot of times where leaders fall down, right? So they create the training and then they never give the team a way to actually practice it, kind of just, uh, throw them out there and go, I'm done, right? And so that's that's where teams have a hard time, especially people that are coming in. They're new. They see it in writing, but they have no way to get out there and practice it, right? And so that is step four: create an environment where, you, where they can pre- actually practice it, get hands-on role-playing, you know, ways of doing it in a safe environment where they can get. Um, constructive <laughs> constructive feedback from not only you, but your team, leaders on your team. So other people can also give constructive feedback. Like for example, in the live um, example that I was talking about for lunch, maybe you have a Facebook group where people can go in and actually go live in a private Facebook group and then have the team get on, interact with them during the live and then give feedback on how the live went, what things they might wanna tweak, right? And what things that they might wanna change based on your experience of your team. So there should be leaders in your team who are a little more seasoned. You know, they've got it together and they can help out the team. And this is the way that you grow a team environment. You grow a community of people who support each other and they're out there for each other, right? And it gets your new person more comfortable in doing that skill prior to actually getting out there in the real world. Um, you know, where they might fall down over and over and over again. Gives them a chance to practice, practice, practice. Um, I will want to say you want to make sure that the uh, feedback <laughs> stays constructive because you definitely don't want your new person to feel like an idiot, right? That's uh, That will stop your new team member right in their tracks. Hey, Julie, thanks for joining. Um, so you want to make sure that you give them a place that's safe, where they get really constructive feedback and that they're able to go out with confidence and start doing the skills that you're teaching them. Okay. So we're on to the last step, but I want to hear from you guys. What, what is your biggest takeaway so far from the first four steps? What are, what's something that you maybe had an aha moment? So drop in the comments for me, what your aha moments were. Uh, I'd love to hear what they are. Okay. Last step. And this one, um, like the three to one evaluation method. Yeah, Tom, for sure. What's right, what's working, what's not working, what might I do differently? Absolutely. Okay, so the last step is to have a long-term plan for how your team will improve skills. Especially when you're building online with network marketing, things are always changing, right? So you want to have a way that when your new team member goes out there into the real world and they fall on their face, and they will, we all do, right? In the beginning, even if we practice, um, and they start to have questions, they start to doubt themselves and wonder, you want to have a way for them to be able to come back and ask questions of people that have been there, done that. It might be you. It might be might be somebody else on your team, but you want them to be able to ask questions. Now, Here's something else that this does. It creates leaders within your team because they are feeling valued because they're able to give advice to new people that are coming in, right? And they're able to teach new people what they've learned along the way. It helps solidify in their mind the skills that they've learned because they're now teaching it to somebody else. It helps your new people feel welcomed and supported because they can get the answer to their questions from somebody on the team, right? And it gives you a chance to um, document the questions and the answers and know what training gaps you might have in your team so you can create new trainings as you go, right? So people may bring in questions about a new platform or a new way to build and um, there may be training that you need to put in place, right, to keep up with the time. So it keeps your new people as well as your little more seasoned team members um, up to date on what's going on and what the latest and greatest things are for your team to be able to build and, uh, and have success. So it's kind of a what's working now environment as well as being able to get your team members' questions answered. All right, guys, I love this creating the environment it was an aha moment. That's great, Alicia. I'm so glad. All right guys, that's it for today. I'm not sure if I went over the fifteen minutes. <laughs> Creating training videos with the written step by step guide was oh awesome Adrian that's awesome. I'm so glad um Okay. So that's it. Those are the five steps and the three types of leaders. If you got value out of this, please drop value in the, uh, in the comments and let me know, or share it with somebody else who might need it or might get value from it. And don't forget to join us tomorrow at the same time on the same channel. And it sounds like today you guys got two DDOAs. So (laughs) that's awesome. Maybe catch Paulina's, uh, apparently she's doing this as well. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Have a great day.